for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Only for point number 10. Outstanding. Hello and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're here for our, pre- our review show and we're joined by Rory Brugan and we're going to look back at Rory's career after his landmark 100th appearance made against Mayo on Sunday. As usual, this podcast is brought to you in association with McKeever's Teamwork, proud suppliers of all Armad GA merchandise. And as always, the link to their website is in the podcast description. So, Rory, thanks for joining us. And as I say, your 100th appearance there on Sunday. Um, did you ever think you were going to make 100 appearances for Armad? Um, there's probably a few times I didn't, Sean. Uh... Seems a long time ago now, looking back to 2011. And I suppose I didn't think I was probably going to make 100. It is a nice achievement to get there, but it definitely makes me feel a bit old. And did you, did you know about it before the game or anything? Or is it something you would have been keeping track of? I wouldn't have been keeping track of it, but it was actually Supi Campbell. We, me and him were talking about it the week before he had got word that he had made his. So we kind of figured out that I must have been too far away. And then obviously Sheenzy followed the following week. And then he had mentioned to me that he thought mine was this weekend. So uh, I had kind of heard about it before the match. So um, it was a nice thing to think about, but obviously not too much of a distraction in terms of the actual game. And it must have been a proud moment for you. Um, I know in terms of the game, the game didn't go Armagh's way, but a proud moment to reach such a landmark. It is, yeah. I suppose it's a nice thing now that uh, Armagh GA done started to recognise these players um, who made those landmarks. There's maybe... Um, Maybe one or two missed out on it. I know Ian Farker there wasn't too happy. <laughs> he might have made his. He might be well over the hundred mark at this stage. But no, it is. It's a nice achievement. Like obviously, when you start out uh, as an intercounty player, you want to win silverware and you know bring uh, trophies home. But uh, these things are nice to be acknowledged as well. Well, yeah, he didn't recognise at some stage he's over hundred, but we'll get him when he's at hundred ten or hundred twenty or so. Um, I suppose you're. Is, is now the most enjoyable period you've had playing for Armagh, playing in the top division, playing against and beating some of the top teams in the country? I'd say it probably is. Like Obviously, I played Division 1 when I first started off in 2011, but I was very young and it probably was all a bit over my head and I maybe didn't realise the period of uh, maybe difficult years that we were about to go through. So um, I think these last sort of two to three years in terms of the development we've showed as a team, and like you say, getting back up to the top team in Division 1 and getting a full campaign out of this year is definitely the most I've enjoyed it. Like, and I've been lucky maybe to have not picked up any knocks or, or long-term injuries that I'm enjoying my football. And, um, you know, things are going quite well for us as a team, like in general. Uh, obviously, a disappointing result yesterday, but hopefully we're still uh, on a good upward curve. And going back to the start, Rory, was playing for Armagh always the dream? Was this always something that you wanted to do and wanted to achieve? Yeah, I think it was. Like, obviously, growing up as a young fella, I was the age where Armagh, uh, or watching Armagh when they were so successful, you know, from 99 right through, right through the noughties. 
and that was just the level you wanted to be at. And then obviously went through with development squad and stuff and was lucky enough then to play at minor football and to, to win a, to minor, a minor All-Ireland. So that gave you the taste of winning and playing for Armagh and what it meant to represent your county. And, you know, it wasn't long after that, a couple of years, when I f- uh, first got called into the team. And that was such a massive honour. Um, and I suppose as the years go on, you, you don't you try not to take that for granted. But, like, it really is. Um, it really is what I've always sort of dreamed of as a footballer. And, you know, even had the honour for two or three seasons of being captain as well, something which uh, I was very proud of as well. So, um, definitely, I would have to say that ever since I was no age, you know, started off playing, obviously, with club. And then you just dream of playing for our man the big days as well. And not all Ireland minor winning team in two thousand nine. I think everybody on that team maybe got game time or, or got playing with the seniors at some stage. But there's maybe only four years still on the panel. I think it's yourself, James Morgan, now rolling on Andrew Mernon. Yeah, I think that's all that's left now. Like obviously, um, that's a good long time ago now. But like you say, most players were in and out at different stages. Like and with successful minor teams, you always hope to take a couple in. And you know, it's it's good even to have nearly a third of the team. Like still there as consistent squad members and still uh, adding something to Armagh today. Like, um, it's such a big step up for minor to a senior. And you know, I always remember there was always references made to that minor team in terms of like when are they going to come through and you know expecting that success to to integrate. It it just isn't quite as straightforward as that. And everyone's sort of paths are a wee bit different. Everyone's trajectory doesn't quite go the same. But um, it's good that a few of the lads are still remaining there from from that year. What was that breakthrough like? As you say, it was it was it's difficult for um you know a team that that is successful. There's a lot expected of of that team, and you did make the breakthrough then. Um, in 2011, you made your your debut in the McKenna Cup and carried in to make your your league and championship debuts. Then after that, what's your memories from breaking into the squad on them first couple of training sessions, first couple of games as well? I suppose it was a fairly you know, in at the deep end type of job once I went in at seniors. Like, I played minors then, went in and played a year with the under-21s and got some exposure to Sigerson football as well with Queens. So, in the, in a way, I, I was able to take the steps that you maybe need to get up a senior at the county. But, like, looking even at how much the game has changed in those 10, 11 years, like, in terms of physical preparation and what you're required to do and all other aspects of your life, it is a lot different. And looking back now, and when I see what, like, 19, 20-year-olds are like now, I probably wasn't fully ready for that. Now, it went fairly well for me in the first couple of games early on in the Mechanic Cup. Like, and I managed to start in some of the early league games against Dublin in a packed up uh, athletic grounds and against um, Monaghan and even Kerry, you know, in those early games. But it probably just caught up with me a wee bit. Like, I, I probably just wasn't ready. And it took me a long time to develop into like an actual season, I suppose, inter county footballer. Now, there's a bit of stunting in my development and that from years away due to my degree and stuff I spent a year in France and then was back in 14 and then spent another year away in Liverpool uh, doing my PGC so it was a wee bit stop start for the first you know five or six years so it was a bit whirlwind at the start and then very broken for the next three or four years in terms of my own career and it only really kicked back into gear then when I came back into the squad in uh, late 2015 start of 2016 where I nearly see it as almost a separate part of my playing career where like I really separate those two things where I started off in 2011 uh, to really the second half of my career from when I was about 24, 25 on. And just that 2014 year, Rory, um, that was one of the, the highlights in the last you know couple of years for Armagh and probably you burst onto the scene that year with the point against Monaghan that brought the game to 
um, extra time in the Ulster semi-final. Was that, did you feel that was your first big moment on, you know, the national stage? Yeah, to be fair, it probably was. Like, I think I'd had some minutes in like a qualifier game in maybe 2012 or something. Like I had a shoulder operation at the start of that season, so I didn't play much that year. And I think I got like two or three minutes in a qualifier game and that might have been my championship debut. But um, even right up through in 2014, I hadn't started a, a, a championship game for Armagh. And I, I remember I was missed the Cavan game the day of the whole parade gate and um, just got the call in the Monaghan game towards the end. I was in the last few minutes and I remember Aaron Kern, Kernan was down with a bad cramp in his calf, so wasn't able to take the free, and I ended up hitting it as, as another left footed free taker. And I suppose, thankfully for me, it went over, and, and that just gave me the chance to get into the team then, like as a sub in, in most of the rest of the games, for the rest of that good run, up until the quarterfinal against Donegal. So I suppose I always say to people that you don't know when your chance is going to come, like you have to hang tight. It can be the strangest of circumstances that you're the one then on that any given day that gets their chance to go, and you have to be ready to grab it. Like I was lucky that day that I was getting on, lucky that the free ended up being me that was taking it and that it went over and it sort of all went from there. But um, sort of, you just, like I say, you just have to be ready to take your chance when it comes. And you'd mentioned that, you know, you'd played Division One football before you played against Dublin and Kerry and, you know, Mayo and the likes before. Um, and you, you were one of the few before this season that had played Division One football. I know last year um, everybody got a taste of it, but I'm not sure. Certainly his fans, it didn't feel like a real Division One campaign um, because you're only playing Ulster teams. This year, everybody's got a chance. Or, um, they've played against the likes of Mayo and Dublin so far. Was there much of a difference? You know, that's 11 years ago now, I suppose. What's the difference, do you feel, from being that, you know, that youngster trying to break into the starting team to being one of the more experienced heads now? Like I say, I think maybe just because I'm older now, obviously at 30 years of age, I'm one of the senior members of the squad. You, you take on a lot more in terms of how you think about the game and prepare for it. So it does feel so much different. Like when I look back, I was 19. I hadn't even turned 20 in that year. And, you know, you were just sort of riding the crest of a wave. I wasn't really thinking about it too much. I could tell that it was difficult and physically it was hard in some of the games, like against Dublin that night in athletic rounds or even against Kerry, I really struggled and I got taken off just after half time, And that was kind of my last real chance that year. And I definitely would have noticed a big step up just for me personally. Um, and maybe at that stage, Arma as a team, we were maybe going down a bit in terms of our, uh, you know, some of those last remaining members of the Naughties team were just starting to retire. And whereas now, like, we feel that we've built the team under Geezer's tenure that is ready to compete at this level, you know, having went through a few tough years trying to finally get back up to Division 1. So it does feel now that we're ready. And I suppose I've been saying in different interviews over the years that the more exposure you get, you get to these big games, the better. When we played Mayo in 2019 in the qualifiers, you know, when we played Monaghan last year in the championship, big games like that, you learn so much from them. Like we're learning harsh lessons all the time. We get a couple of good results to start off, but, you know, even looking at the last two games, any sort of small mistakes are punished, you know, like a real battle with Monaghan and then another massive battle with Mayo yesterday. And, it just shows like that if you're not at your game and in those, especially in those closing stages, things can change so quickly and the top teams punish you. So it's where we want to be. Like you learn the harsh lessons and you hope you learn from them and get better and ultimately succeed. But um, like I say, it, it's sort of two different worlds nearly when I think back to how different it was 11 years ago and now for us as a team. And is it satisfying for the likes of yourself 
where you and you know Aidan Falker, Stephen Campbell, the boys that have been there through the not so good days in recent years, that you are now up at this level now, and you are showing that you can compete with, with the best teams in the country. Okay, it is like you know for a few years, um, we just were sort of up and down between two and three with a few tough days and last days of the league campaign either being relegated or then not getting a promotion with a couple of tough results, but you wanted to believe that we could get back to the top level and certainly geezer believed in us so you know it makes it all worth it obviously we were toiling away at that stage and all the time you're sort of trying to develop the squad there was a lot of coming and going but probably the big thing in the last maybe four years or so say three years is the consistency of the squad there's there's a very sort of small player turnover and you're getting a real good group of players that there's a mix of experience like myself and like you said uh, Supi and Eden and Stephen Sheridan and Mark Shields, these boys have been there, you know, the last seven, eight, nine years. And then a good core behind that. And then obviously young ones who have come in as well, even in recent years, like uh, Tiernan Kelly, Charlie O'Brien and stuff. So we feel that there's a good mix there now and a team that's ready to compete at this level. So I suppose it is a nice reward to, to know that the hard work you put in for those five or six years has got us here. But again, I'm sure as you can imagine, that's not where we want it to stop. We want to keep pushing and to try and achieve something as a team. Yeah, and this year you had a massive start to the season and obviously beating Dublin and Throne in the first two games. Um, then the draw against Monaghan and Mayo has maybe reined fans in a wee bit just to not get too carried away like Geezer has been saying it from the night you beat Dublin not to be getting carried away and I suppose it's hard for fans. Um, to get that perspective, like I'm sure in the changing room, you're saying that, that okay, you beat Dublin and Throne but it's only January at that stage when you beat Dublin so... Is it hard to keep that keep away from the hype in that changing room? I suppose it was a bit of a perfect storm because um, with us being back in Division 1 for the first time, with there being full crowds again, and it uh, seems to be a serious interest in the National League nationally in terms of crowds and everything. And then given those two results, it was all a bit um, hectic maybe for those couple of weeks in terms of uh, maybe just how the supporters and stuff, you know, were perceiving those wins. Like, and... There were two good results, like don't get me wrong, it was good to be back in Croker and it was a good atmosphere that night and then a packed athletic grounds against Throne, like a good battle. But like you say, in the change room, and you'd have heard from speaking to Geezer as well, like there was none of us ever getting carried away with that and you know, our supporters like can be the best as well and they're just wanting us to do well and, and getting excited about things, but things can change so quickly, like the, the two-week break, their teams are getting more trained under their belt, you know, starting to uh, gather a bit of momentum and you can see how tough it is like on any given day any team can catch you never mind the quality of opposition you're meeting division one like Monaghan like our top class side you never get anything easy off them a complete battle we had with them and then the same with Mayo like season campaigners as well I've been at the top table top two or three teams in Ireland for the last 10 years so like we were never getting ahead of ourselves that way and like ultimately in division one your first thing is always to get yourself safe with enough points and then you can start to look upwards and build from there. And I think that probably was the target coming in this year, Roy, was it that you wanted to stay up? And I suppose after the good start, is that still the target? Because I don't think these are mathematically safe yet with three games left. Um, I know Dublin are on no points. I think Kildare are on two. Maybe Tyrone on three and Donegal the same. They're on five as Armagh. Um is that still the target to, to be safe? There's no there's no other discussion really. Oh, no, yeah, like the 
last year, obviously, that mini league that you talked about, like it was fairly cutthroat in terms of wanting to stay in the division. It was like a mini Ulster Championship. And it was a big thing for us to win that uh, playoff game. We felt hard enough done by to be in it, but we produced a good performance against Roscommon to stay up. And that was important because we knew we would get the full league champion this year with a pre-season under our belts and everything. So, you know, we trained and prepared hard to be ready for this National League. And like you ask any team in the top division, like the first thing is just to get that uh, safety secured, you know, because they're brilliant games to prepare you for later in the year. But you want to stay at that level, like especially for us as a development team, and that first full champion division one, we just want more and more of this in terms of the, those games you're getting, those sort of high pressure type games that you're trying to learn from. So the big thing for us, like you say, is staying there. And then after that, it's just um, about taking sort of each game as it comes and see what comes of it then and getting ready for championship. And you have another massive three or four weeks coming um, with Kildare Carey and Donegal all lined up. And I suppose at the start, Kildare would have been one that Armagh fans picked out that, you know, that was at home particularly, that was one Armagh should be winning. But with the result at the weekend, um, Kildare beating Dublin, everything's going well for Kildare at the minute. I know they're only in two points, but they've showed um, that they can compete at this level. They've beaten Dublin. They have a dream team management team in place. Um, that's I'm sure that's one Armagh is not going to take lightly. And then, of course, Kerry flying at the minute on Donegal, notoriously difficult to beat in Bally Buffet. So another couple of big um, weeks coming, Roy. I know it's funny, like the difference between perception and reality, like from, from what games are meant supposedly easier, or, you know, potentially better chance of picking up points. Like the reality is so different, you know, like you say there, Kildare, a massive result and the great new management team in, you know, always such a physically very like powerful team and like with a few uh, absolute star forwards and stuff as well who are in great form. So like you'd be absolutely mad to take anyone lately in this division. So we certainly won't be. Um and like it doesn't get any easier, you said Kerry. Um that should be a good occasion in athletic grounds as well. But again, these are the types of teams you want to test yourself against. And then obviously with Johnny Gall last game and Bali Buffet and three weeks later we'll be back in the same place for the championship. So like it's good again, good exposure for us, but the first thing is us getting enough uh, points on board to know we're safe, and that just all starts with Kildare. Like physically, the games week to week, they're good. You know, you get uh, they can be demanding. Like we've done two in the break, and now we've just done two in a row and another small break here to get some more training done and to get yourself prepared for three tough weeks of games. Um, and the first one, the first all eyes in Kildare, really for now. And what what's your thoughts on that? Two week break or the one week break. Sorry, Roy, I remember asking Aaron Kiernan um after the Tyrone game and he sort of said he doesn't like breaks, but if it's only a one week break, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. How do you feel about that one week break? I'd agree, yeah. Like, you know, it, it's always um it used to be like when you finished the league, there was a big gap and it can be very hard to fill in terms of knowing what to do with your training and how do you peak and stuff where like two weeks allows you to maybe have a bit of downtime in the few days after the game and then go upwards in your training towards the weekend and stuff, and then taper it down as you get towards the game week then in the following one. So it isn't too difficult to manage, and maybe it gives the odd boys a chance to get uh, injuries cleared up or for people to come back from injuries to push on a wee bit with their fitness. So it can end up working in your favour. Um, and then I suppose this time it'll be new to us again three weeks in a row, so it can be fairly heavy for the boys who are playing a lot. And when you're like me and getting a bit older, the eggs last that wee bit longer into the end of the week, but it's good. Like players want games, like that's what it's all about. Um, and you just want to enjoy them because it, it goes by in a flash. 
And finally, Rory, I suppose everything that we've been discussing and everything that has happened in the, in the past couple of months, it's all targeting towards the championship. You have, as you mentioned, you have Donegal the last round of the league and three weeks later, the, the same fixture, the same venue, only in the championship. Is, is, that, is that the number one target? I know we spoke about looking to be safe in the league and uh, securing Division 1 football, but I suppose you're probably judged on championship football and that's, that's what everything's aiming for. Yeah, ultimately you are judging championship football. Like the league has become so important, and for so many teams, and obviously with the new structures and stuff next year, it'll become even more important. But like we all grow up wanting to win championships. Like I was talking about that Armagh team from the ninety nine to whatever years in the two thousands, and like it was championship football that we all loved on, on those big days, and that's what the people and supporters and players dream of winning. So. That's where the big focus will be ultimately. Now, there isn't the same gap as it would be where it's almost like a split season within the Intercounty, like of league and championship. It's it's a fairly quick turnover, which might do us no harm. You know, you just uh, hopefully keep going with the momentum of, of the league and stuff. But that's that's where we want to win. And like such a tough place to go in Bali Buffet as well. We saw that for Tyrone at the weekend as well, Tyrone Donegal. Um, just you know, usually difficult weather conditions and stuff, and they're such a brilliant record at home. So we know that we haven't delivered as a team in the Ulster Championship the way we should have. Like there's a few near misses there in the last couple of years with Calvin um, in nineteen, and uh, certainly a poor performance against Donegal in twenty, and then like a, a great game last year that we just came out on the wrong side of again against Monaghan. So we really, uh, as a team, we know we want to deliver in Championship as well, but. As a hubbers with the Ulster Championship, you just have to go one at a time and it doesn't get any tougher than Donegal away. And is this the strongest Ulster Championship you've maybe played in, Rory? Because there's so much talk about, you know, the top five teams potentially all going, going for Ulster Championship. And depending on what podcast you're listening to or what you're reading, five All-Ireland contenders apparently in Ulster as well. Um, so you've Donegal, obviously Tyrone, uh, Monaghan, Armagh and Derry, I suppose, are the five being talked up is this the most competitive championship you've you've seen in your time I'd say it probably is like everyone looked at what Tyrone did last year and they realised like like obviously what a quality side Tyrone are but also the opportunity that there is there uh, to go on and win something so like there's been those three big teams that have been at the top table really for the last six seven years Tyrone uh, Donegal and Monaghan uh, and like you say we've obviously been up in Division 1 this year, trying to push hard, and Derry have uh, been doing some brilliant work too. They look like they're pushing hard for promotion to Division One as well. Into that, then you've Antrim too, who um, are doing really well under McGinley, and who pushed us to the pin of our collar last year in the Ulster Championship. So there's just nothing taken for granted. Like any team, it's, I suppose it's the beauty of the Ulster Championship, and it's the, the strongest province in terms of its competitiveness and why each team on any given day would back themselves to beat the other. And that's a great challenge. That's the way it should be. You know, you never get anything easy. So I'd say every team's like going out at the start of saying, like, why not us? Rory, great. Thanks for your time. Um, we'll, we'll be back on Thursday's show and we'll be previewing all the action. The Miners get their um, league underway. The under-20s are back in action again after beating Westmeath at the weekend. The ladies, they go to Monaghan in the last round of the group stages of the league while the hurlers and face Ross Common and Athletic Rounds on Sunday. So, Rory, thanks for coming on, and hopefully we, uh, we'll get another couple of appearances out here in the next few years. Thanks, Sean. Good luck.